0: Love, Talk Radio. Aloha, everybody. Welcome to the Jennifer O'Neill Show. Uh, I am your host, Jennifer O'Neill, and joining me today is my co-host, Debbie. Aloha, Debbie. Hello, everyone. Hi. And so today we are having the most joyous day between the two of us. We were just talking about <laughs> it. It's such a great day, but um, which works into the show because we ourselves, Fine. even though that we do these shows, we give a lot of advice based on experience and things that we see people go through and and we ourselves go through. Um, And so our show today is based on are you blocking the law of attraction? And I would like to start out with Debbie's experience actually because uh, what I notice about people is when. you want to start working on the law of attraction. What I noticed is actually most people work really well with the law of attraction. Whether you think you do or don't think you do, you're actually working. you're, You're in the same vibration. You're working on the same page. The law of attraction is bringing opportunity into your life. And because people tend to have a limited vision of how things are always supposed to work out, and they don't do it on purpose, one of the things that we were talking about was that we usually make our vision of what we want for ourselves or any type of visualization or manifestation, we usually take that from something in our experience that we have experienced or that we see somebody experience, because that tends to be how that works. We don't A lot of people don't go out on a limb and really create something imaginatively, and that's fine. That's great and wonderful. They see things, and that triggers that feeling of, oh, I wish to have that too. And that's awesome. That's great. There's no mistakes doing that. But what happens is because we're sort of limited in our thinking or or, or our vision of how it needs to be, we think that that specific vision will be the only thing that triggers that feeling. Because what you're really looking for is not the vision of what you see. You're not you're not looking at the yacht saying, I need the yacht. You're not looking at somebody who's retired saying, I need X amount of money in my bank account. What people don't realize is they're actually, they get a, a feeling that accompanies the vision. And, and what you're really, your true desire is whatever that feeling gives you. If it's the yacht, it may be, I love to sail or, or boat and I love being on the water and that just you know, if I if I had enough money to do that, that means I'm not working, so I'm doing something I purely enjoy. You know, it, it, you, what you're truly wanting is the feeling, but as humans and, and physical beings, what we do is we tend to attach that feeling to that specific picture, and so we start wanting something very specific, and that is one of the worst things you can do to block the law of attraction, because the law of attraction will pick up on that feeling that you're sending out there. I want to have more freedom. I want to have more time. I don't want to spend my time feeling like I do when I'm at work every day. Like, I don't like that. But I like the feeling I have when I'm not at work, like on the weekends. So the the universe picks up on that and, and starts sending opportunity your way. But if your only vision is whatever it is that you think gives you that feeling, then you miss other opportunity. And so, for instance, one of the things we were talking about was Debbie. And your um, your joy uh, consulting services, right? right? What do you call them? Mm-hmm. What do people, you call? That's a good question. We're, right now, we're calling um, joy generation sessions. Okay. <laughs> your joy generation <laughs> sessions. And what you do? What you do as a consultant, and what you do to help others, and what you do to help um, mm-hmm. move move people forward. So a while ago, we were talking. You you do, have done so many things, and you've come so far as a businesswoman. For all of you who do not know, Debbie has been a businesswoman for a, for a while. She's she's a really great photographer. Um, does phenomenal jobs at weddings and just other things, flowers and scenery. Her photography is amazing. So she's been self-employed for a very long time, but as she's grown and and developed into this amazing woman. And this amazing person and, and getting in touch with her spirituality she's she's wanting and wishing to draw into her life something different that helps other people develop and grow spiritually in the way that she has learned to develop and grow spiritually so along her journey she has tried to figure out okay what is it that i can help people with what's my skill here what can i bring into their lives because i know i have a skill and i know i can enhance their lives so What we did is we actually sat down and figured out what some of her skills were and sort of she really defined the direction of what she wanted to do with her life. And most self-employed people or non-self-employed, if you're just in life in general, you really need to get some clarity as far as that goes. You can't just wish for your life to be different. That's too broad. So she really did a good job of being specific. And what we were talking about before the show is, how it actually unfolded, even though she used a vision to move her in the direction forward that she wanted to go, the way it unfolded was actually different, though, correct, you were saying? Because I asked you, was it the same as your vision, or was it different than your vision? And yeah, you were, it it was different. It wasn't what I fully expected. It was better. <laughs> yeah. It turned out to be right. better, yeah. And so... You were talking. You had an amazing session with somebody today. You're moving forward. People are coming. Tell us a little bit about like how exciting that this is and the way it's unfolding for you. Well, it it started when I, of course, developed the bloomies, and the bloomies started, which are seeded papers that you write down your intention or your wish. You keep it saturated. and It grows wildflowers. That that was about, um, about two years ago, and that's been great and widely received. However, I found out that people were not writing down and using their Bloomies because they didn't, they never stopped to really ask themselves what they wanted. So that led to me doing these little group talks and, and cultivating, you know, people's intentions and, you know, realizing that there were some blocks up even for them to sit with themselves and ask what it is that they wanted, so that was really exciting. And and I was asked to speak, um, you know, in small groups and stuff like that. And then I realized, um, I thought, how can how can I bring community together? How can I bring more people together and more people to open up? And so then I I decided to kind of switch up the Bloomies and ask people to write down what it is that they were thankful for. And that is easy for people. That flows for people. So that took on a, a, a totally different direction. And that generated a lot of joy with a lot of people. And then I developed this joyful workshop. And the first one was on 11-11-11. And it was amazing. It was really incredible. And um, the feedback that i receiving from that is has been amazing, and what I did was I provided people with um, with a box, and we filled the box with with different tools from nature, um, different things that they can have to remind themselves of the joy that actually is within. And my favorite so, part. Keep going. Well, because what I'm what I'm hearing you say before we get to your favorite part is so it started <laughs> with gloomy. But yeah. it kind of evolved. It evolved into something different, which would be the joy generator and the joy box, and actually, basically, joyful counseling or consulting. So it started yes. with what started with the Bloomies, um, which has some of your photography and stuff on it. But it actually t- morphed into more um, consulting yes. and helping them do okay. So that's how you didn't see it unfolding, is it going in that direction? No, no. I absolutely did not see into working with the people one-on-one. And what really just kicked it open for myself and everybody else was, um, you know, after experiencing my own transformation, my own healing, and just sharing, just really wanting to share this with people, um, when people, I invite people to open up their box, and I let them know that I had found the key to joy inside that box. Mm. And so when they open it up, there's a mirror inside. So it's you know, it's them. It's my favorite part. It's like the Oprah moment. You get a car, you get a car. And so, you know, I say it's you. You are the key. And we go into that, you know, go inward. And that led to then one on one sessions with people. And so you we were talking this morning. I had one this morning at the at the gardens and it was it's just amazing. So it really evolved. So, and for those of you who don't know, because um, I've sort of been on this journey with Debbie, is you were resistant to that at first, though. Like you were <laughs> yeah. a little. Bit, you were resistant to the one-on-ones. You weren't um, sure that that was the direction. You and I guess you weren't you weren't necessarily against it, but you were very hesitant about moving forward with that opportunity. Into and then you just decided, well, why not? Eventually, And it seems like when you hit the point of, well, why not give it a try, mm-hmm. everything started really flowing forward. So with that hesitancy, you were actually blocking some things in your life because the whole intention with the bloomings was to generate some joy and, and, and do the things that you're actually doing with the one-on-one consulting. So, mm-hmm. So you're still doing the same thing that you wish for feeling-wise. Visually, it turned out different. And um, when you sort of embraced it and thought, well, why not? I'll give it a try. It just really went into the art of allowing, where or, not, or the law of allowing is what I mean, where you just went into that, flow, and yeah. now you're in the flow. That's right? so true.
1: That's yeah. so true. And I
0: think the the reason for the resistance was um, it, it was my own self, my own thoughts of of who am I to do this, and. That that I've been hearing a lot within my own circle too. Of you know, well, who am I to to move forward? Or you know, just and then just starting the questioning. And it's that like we're saying when I just allowed, when I just said yes, because over and over I saw signs, I heard signs, I got people were just calling me to you know for some for some help, for some counseling, for some healing. And finally, I I just said, oh, okay, <laughs> this is this is my path. This is where I'm going. And once, like you said, I I allowed it to happen. It's just it was like just open up that that, that funnel. Course, and it's right. just exactly right. And mm-hmm. I think people, um, for any of those out there listening, I think a lot of people get hung up on what you said. Who am I to do this? Mm-hmm. Because um, let's face it, I could say the same thing. Who am I to be a psychic? Who am I to be a writer? Who am I to be all these things? Who am I to be? Why are we even on the radio? <laughs> you know? But what happens <laughs> is, don't under, underestimate people's response to you. Um, if, if people, if, if you are giving something and they're they're really responding to you well, that is who you are. It, it's right. really interesting, and maybe and you worked through that a little bit because it was people. Are usually doing what it is that they want to be doing already. They just don't own that role. They don't own that because me, you talked about that because because it was kind of like, well, that's what you do. What do you think you do? That's who you are. You're already this person. (laughs) You were like, oh yeah, I really am. You know. But um, even when I was a young psychic, it was the same type of thing when I when I was really getting into the um, metaphysical community. There was all these people that had been doing it for 20, 30 years that I was surrounded by, and I, you do. You have a little bit of insecurity at first when you're venturing into a new field of these people have do, been doing it around forever, but guess what? They had to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if you have a gift in an area, whether it be a photographer, a psychic, account, a consultant, a, um, a flower designer, whatever it is, it's not about how people perceive you. It's just about putting that gift into the universe. It's just about um, making fulfilling your own soul by doing something that you truly enjoy doing. And the thing is, is whoever receives you well, you're just gonna you're gonna attract those people in. Um, it, mm-hmm. It's not about measuring yourself against somebody else. It's about doing something that feels good, doing something that you're loving as far as creating and then everything will fall into place. And what you experienced was it began to fall into place. They started sending people your way. You were still resistant to it, but you figured it out. You realized that was really who you were, and there was reason they were being sent to you. And it's flowing immensely well. And I actually have a personal story as well, but we'll get to that in a minute because we have some callers. So let's see um, what our first caller has to say. We have area code 901. Aloha. Hello? hello yes hello
2: hi. hi um my my name is anna and i um i'm always practicing the visualization the co creating and um write it down, make it happen type of thing stuff but um my um hi, my items are just not showing up.
0: Okay. My request.
2: So what is blocking me?
0: Well, what happens with most people is a lot of times things will block up, but two things happen or show up, but two things happen um, when you're blocking the law of attraction, which we are going to get to on the show. Is just like what okay. Debbie said. Um, one, is, uh, one is actually by not, I guess we're going to say not saying yes to opportunity. So what if things okay. tend to unfold in your life? a lot of times they unfold in a way that they come in places you never expected them to. So if you're consistently Mm -hmm. resistant to going, it has to come in this package and be colored with this bow, and this is Mm -hmm. the way that it's going to work out for me, then if you're Mm -hmm. constantly just so attached to that picture of how that you want it to work out, then what happens is you miss it coming in a better package. So you you miss what you may have some better opportunity but you've missed it because you're so concentrated on it coming this exact way. And that's what mm-hmm. I was saying uh, with you. So instead of grasping on to what it is that you want with a visualization so hard that mm-hmm. that that you're just waiting for that specific thing to come, you need to let it go. And be okay. just Start being more of a yes type of person with opportunity that comes in.
1: You need to relax
0: and be like, yeah, I'll try that. I'll ch- maybe I'll give that a try. Maybe sure, I'll check this out. Maybe maybe I'll check that out. Because what happens is opportunity usually comes in the other areas when you're concentrating. So for instance, what type of visualizing? Give me a for example, uh, uh, and I can actually help you more detailed on what type of thing that you would visualize.
2: Well, my visualization is that I do want to retire because I do want to get more into uh community service and okay. I do want to be financially um in a situation to do that. So, I guess well, I'm trying to visualize independence of okay. myself.
0: So, but you also want to do some community work as well. See, what people yes. don't realize is if you, if you stop and try to figure out, okay, well, I'm going to get there one foot in front of the other, maybe, and maybe, like, move that direction, what you might mm. be able to do is you might check about doing some community type work one day a week. And sometimes, mm. um, and, and my point being is you may not have a ton of free time, but you're moving in that direction, okay? And as you're moving mm. in that direction, sometimes that community work may turn into a paid type thing.
1: So that then brings
0: you out of the current work that you're doing. Do you see what mm-hmm. I mean? So then now yeah. it's brought you out of a, 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 in, in a into where you're getting a paid doing something that you more enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And as you get into an area that you aren't enjoying and you're getting paid for, more opportunity of something else will potentially fall into your lap.
1: So yeah.
0: it. No. you have to, when you when you're very rigid on what the way that that's going to work out, as in I need X amount of dollars to retire and then I want to do it in this order, that's not yeah. the law of attraction always.
2: Well, uh, I, I, I laugh because you're so on point with that and you you figured it out from, you know, to the letter because I'm visualizing financial freedom versus, uh, like you say working into it so it can become
0: that. Right, Exactly. So, yeah. And the other thing is I know you're frustrated at your work. So when you start getting to something that your heart desires, where you're seeing where you're actually helping people,
1: and it fills yeah. your
0: heart and fills your soul, your vibration shifts. Yeah. See, And when your vibration shifts, everything amazing starts happening. The law of attraction intensifies. All these things happen. So it, your, your mind thinks that your heart's grasping for money to give you that feeling in your soul. But what your soul <laughs> is really grasping for is that whole heartful feeling of having some freedom and doing something that you truly desire and so once you move towards that heart feeling, the money is just an afterthought, it comes in, it will support you somehow, you may end up with a retirement thing that you didn't know about Um, maybe the new Mm -hmm. job that you would potentially move into would have really great retirement benefits, you know, you you don't know what can unfold but move towards Mm -hmm. your heart's desire first, that allows the Mm -hmm. blocks to come down Okay. Well,
2: thank you you so much. You're welcome. I appreciate it. All
0: right. Have a good day. Bye-bye.
2: Thank you. bye -bye.
0: Okay. So that was a really good call because... That was a very good call. Yeah, that's um, what a lot of people do, and that's exactly what we're talking about. And so my personal story on this, because, again, um, me and Debbie go through a lot of the things that everybody else goes through, so we like to share our own examples so that we can show you what what we've done is i every, everybody knows i that i'm a writer and actually that unfolded in a very strange way but but mm-hmm. i actually i just wanted to help people and do workshops and more people kept asking so i started writing and i realized i truly loved it and so as i became a writer people started coming to me and going
1: you know, will you help
0: me promote my books? Your books are doing well. Please help me. I don't know what to do. And I thought, no, no, no. And then finally I was like, okay, I'll. why not? Yes, why not? I'll give it a try. And I was resistant to it for a very long time. Well, the interesting thing is, so then I opened a publishing company, got that all set up. And so uh, the interesting thing is, in my mind, my vision was, okay, if I'm going to do this publishing company, I'll probably stick with, uh, the same type of books that I do, because that's what I know. And um, I'm going to specialize in mind, body, spirit type books, and et cetera. The funny thing is, as a writer, my soul, my wants kept going to, I wonder if I could write fiction. I wonder if I could get into these other genres. I would love to be involved with more fiction stuff and do more fiction covers. Like that sounded exciting to me, just as a creative artist. And But then I realized, I had too many nonfiction books to write, and I, that may be way down the road. Well, somebody had sent me a query letter on sci-fi. They had a sci-fi novel. And I thought, well,
1: again, it wasn't in
0: my visualization. wasn't in my little package because we specialize in mind, body, spirit. So um, I sort of tabled it. And I tabled it for like a couple of weeks. And I thought, okay, I, I owe it to this person. To get into this a little bit more when I have time, and, and I had time, so I, I I went through the query letter, and unbeknownst to me, I I opened the letter, I started reading through the the chapters, and I was shocked and dumbfounded at how amazing this writer was. I went into the book so excited. I don't I love sci fi movies. Um, I don't read sci fi books very often. I was immediately roped in. I was so excited about this writer. Um, I long story short, I, I ca- kept in contact with him, um, and he is actually the, the the first author that we contracted under this under this label. And he didn't just have one book, but he had two, and they were both a series. And I I thought, are you kidding me, universe? Like this could not be any more glorious for me as a publisher. I cannot tell you how amazing that is to get not one, not two authors, but one that potentially has six books um, coming under their belt. Because it's it's a lot easier to promote one author with six books than it is six authors with six books, or with one book each. And so as this is beginning to unfold, it's also in my own creativity of doing different types of covers. It's um, it's made me very excited about getting into the fiction genre. It's um, helping this other author, which is what my intent was in the first place, because he really doesn't have much of an idea how to do it, and I do. It's, it's unfolding in such an amazing way, and I almost, I just almost didn't see it. I literally, because of my vision of the way that I had set this up in my mind, I almost missed this absolute amazing opportunity.
1: That, you know what I
0: mean? You've kind of mm-hmm. been on. it. I journey. do. I do. I do. Yeah, it's been pretty exciting. And so Mm -hmm. I think that that happens with people more often than we think about. And we're going to get into that also a little bit more as we break it down. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about the limited vision and and, and don't be so plugged into that on how you think that things are supposed to work out. We have another caller, which we'll go ahead and take. Um, We have area code 703.
1: Yes. Hello? Hi I'm Jennifer. How are Hi. you? This is Ann.
0: Hi Ann.
1: How are you? Good. What can we help you with? Good. Um, I feel uh, I've been going to a functional medicine doctor to to work on adrenals and um thyroid and uh getting my energy back um after I retired from my job of thirty three years. And then uh you know, we did sleep study. We did a lot of different things, trying to figure out about my weight, why I can't get this weight off and whatever it is, you know, eating well, doing yoga, so forth. And I'm wondering if you sense any blockage in my body.
0: Um, I have a question for you. Um,
1: You said you were retired. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. sort of retired. Oh, um, well, retired from my first job.
0: Okay, so you're kinda you're phasing out. You're phasing into retirement. So
1: um uh, Well phasing out from one job I'm still working, but in another. Right.
0: So. And so my and the job that you're currently working, um, is part time job? oh uh, yes. Okay. Um, how much do you love the work that you've been doing the last few years?
1: Oh, I enjoy it a lot.
0: Okay. And so what is the that your it, it what type of jobs were you doing both of them?
1: Uh I cook and I teach.
0: Okay. And which one did you just phase out of? Teaching. Okay. Um because I feel like that you do a lot of giving back to people like mm-hmm. you do a lot of I feel like you really you give a lot of yourself but mm-hmm. Uh, at the same point, you're not really you. You're not giving any time to you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I say that is because I, I I'm saying that you you do a lot of joy for other people, but when it comes to yourself, there's nothing that you do that's for Ann. It's it's not a. I mean, doing what you do for other people is one thing, but doing something for yourself is a whole other deal. And it's almost like you know, you don't feel like that, how do I want to say that, that it's okay for you to find joy yourself into doing things you love to do. You you feel like it's more acceptable for you to be giving other people joy than for you to be kind of, you feel like it's sort of selfish for Anne to be enjoying, enjoying something for Anne. And the reason, mm-hmm. the, the one thing that I want to kind of give you that's similar to, I know what that's like, um, just because... I teach and I consult people all the time. Obviously, that's what I do. Um, and I, I don't get me wrong, I love it. But when I actually got into writing and I got into this publishing company thing, it opened a whole new thing for Jennifer as a person than I had been doing as Jennifer O'Neill, the psychic, Jennifer O'Neill, the writer, Jennifer O'Neill, all these other things to all these other people. And that took me a while to get. And so once I kind of got that I'd been giving so much to other people that I hadn't really taken some time to do something that my own heart craved to do for creative, creative outlet for myself, um, it changed things for me in a whole different way. Does that make sense to you?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So you can be in a position of giving and doing all this generosity to other people, and it can be amazing and very soul fulfilling. But you have to balance that with doing something for yourself and doing something that's just more for you on a personal level. Some more personal creativity, some more personal joy, whatever that is. If it's just spending time alone and maybe taking a trip or spending time drawing or creating or spending time just watching other people or going to a movie or something that's more for you, you don't take time to do that. You still... Does that
1: make sense? I'm starting to do that. Little, okay, well, little that's by where little, your little Im-, I'm starting That's to do where, that.
0: where your imbalance is. And then you also, that's where I see an imbalance. Let me just rephrase that. I see imbalance. And that an imbalance could keep imbalance. weight on you?
1: That could keep weight Absolutely, on you?
0: Absolutely. Because somewhere in there, and I don't know if you know this or not or acknowledge it or not, but I do see it. Somewhere in there, I feel like you feel kind of unworthy of having um, attention onto you or um, giving, or taking a full week or month of just doing things for yourself. Like maybe I'm going to throw something out there that's kind of stupid, but like a spa day or um, like if somebody were to make a whole day about you, that would make you feel a little uncomfortable because you would kind of feel like, you know, I'm less deserving of this. I know other people that need this more than I do. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: It's amazing have to keep
1: the weight on you. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, it can keep the weight on you because um, what happens is that feeling that you get internally, it translates itself into your body physically. So
1: okay.
0: you're constantly redirecting into what you what what masks that, which is you redirect all your focus into other people, into giving to others, into gifting to others, because that's what you think is really amazing about life in the world, right? But you forget mm-hmm. that you're still a person who, who also needs some amazing things in her life as an individual. And you deny yourself that in order to push it off onto other and to make the world better for other people. When we do that, our health usually suffers. So you have to find some things that, once you start finding some things you're passionate about again that you kind of can do with your own time, whether it be like pottery or maybe, um, like I said, maybe going on a trip or going to just, you know, see, see an amazing play, or something that, you know, your heart desires that you love to do that you deny yourself of, when you start fulfilling that more weekly or whatever, you're going to notice a whole shift in your physical chemistry because what happens is your spiritual chemistry will then vibrate differently and it will balance. And what's, when, it, when it balances, then your physical body will respond.
1: Mm, Okay.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Did I I see that clear, Debbie? Do you have anything to add? Yeah. The only, those are great tips and that's great advice. And the only other thing that I would add and is also sometimes our environment can kind of weigh us down. So um, sometimes if we can declutter and clear the space in our environment, that also lifts our energy. Yeah. And that's true. So yeah. I don't and know the other where you're thing is to, yeah, and now that you mentioned that, the other thing that I noticed is or that came up to me is you have to be careful of the people that you're around to. Um mm-hmm. because whether, cause if you actually are surrounded by a lot of unhappy people, whether they be friends or family and they're they're struggling with money or they're struggling with their own um issues what happens is that tends to make you feel like um, on, a, on a whole another level that you wouldn't even think about, it tends to make you feel like you need to match their vibration. And so every time that you would get more well, because I also feel like there may be some people around your life that maybe are struggling with money or struggling with health a little bit. Is that true?
1: Uh, I'm the one that's struggling with money. Okay.
0: Um, nobody else around you is?
1: Just you? Not that I know of because they may okay. not tell me, so I don't know. Okay. And and what about health? Um, health-wise, okay. for myself, uh, my knee, my like from the waist down, it feels like I can't move forward. It just feels right. like I can only mm-hmm. take short steps, not long strides. And I feel like right. I'm just like firmly, you know, on the ground, uh, just not not well, wanting to go forward.
0: One other thing that I want to point out, since this is a live attraction show. When you concentrate, and I've been there in my life when I was in my early 20s, and I know several people that have been, but the more you concentrate on your health and the things you cannot do, I swear to God, the more you will manifest it into that being, solidifying. So when your health becomes a factor, and this is the catch-22 that just makes it worse than anything, is... um, The more you concentrate on every day, why am I not getting better? Why is my knee bothering me? Why can't I do this? I used to be able to do this, and and nothing seems to be getting better. The more that you will recreate that scenario every single day, it's like Groundhog Day, it will repeat over and over and over and over again. So you have to come to terms of what I, I had actually had that happen to me when I was younger. I think I swear I had like a flu or something that I kid you not lasted for like two months. It was awful um, I felt like my glands were swelling. I couldn't, nobody could figure out what it was. And it was finally when I went, you know what, I'm probably not going to die from this, but I'm probably going to have this forever, so I'm just going to redirect my attention to something else and just figure out it'll be fine, but I'm going to. I'm not going to let this hold me down anymore. I'm not going to focus on it because it was exhausting to focus on it all the time. I swear to God, within the next week, of me not focusing on it and deciding, well, it is what it is. I might be like this forever, but I'm just going to continue on forward and doing things I love to do, and it'll be a side issue. I'll deal with it then. I was better. It was a, it was the most random thing. And so I tend to notice that with if I have um, things that go on way too long, and like mm-hmm. a cold or bronchitis or flus or anything, Um, I I get to the point where I just get so mentally exhausted from it, I figure whatever, I'll probably have this God knows how long. And then I just don't pay attention to it anymore because I just decided I'll be there forever. And the minute I shift my focus, the minute your body, because your body will naturally heal itself as long as you don't park negative thoughts there. And if you think back, you probably have been in this situation for such a long time at this point that you're probably, it probably manipulates your thoughts in in, in a lot of the day. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. And think about it. If the law of attraction is truly working, what do you think you're going to create tomorrow and the next day if, if, about your health? If, if if what the law of attra- if you, if you're working with the law of attraction like most people are, what do you think is going to happen next week and next month? Currently, the way you're thinking about your health,
1: it's going to just keep going on and on and on. Exactly.
0: So mm-hmm. the That's the catch-22, so so great. Now what do you do? That's what most people say. Well, wonderful. (laughs) What, What you do, what I do, is you try to trick yourself. You trick yourself into every time that you start thinking about it, you trick yourself and sidetrack yourself into something else you enjoy or something that sidetracks your attention. So if you start to notice you're concentrating on your knee or whatever, you sidetrack yourself into a book. You call somebody on the phone because you know that that somebody will talk about something else. You pop a movie in the VCR. You pull up one of your things on your list that you like. You just do anything. Do anything to try to force your mind away from that thought. And the more that you do it, every time that you pay attention to it, the less time you'll spend parked on your health. And then the next day, you'll start getting into a routine where, oh, I'm thinking about it, better call so-and-so, talk about their kids. Okay, um, and then after you'll get sidetracked. Do you see? You'll spend less time each day focusing upon it. And every time that you do that, let's say the next day you spend a half hour less, and then the next day a half hour less, and then, you know, by the end of the month you're spending two hours less focusing on your health. Every time you do that you're going to be moving towards better health because the the times that you're not spending focusing on it is the time your body will start to heal itself.
1: Okay. Okay? Sure. All right, that I understand, positive affirmation. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Yes, thank you so, so much.
0: you're welcome, honey, have a good day. Right.
1: and take care, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Okay, so
0: that's a, another good point. We've had a couple of really good callers on there, and that's a hard one. That has been a hard one in my life, um, just because when it comes down to where you finally get the physical symptoms, Mm -hmm. They're in your face to grab your attention. Um, So it's always good to trick yourself into thinking or into sidetracking yourself into something else. That works with anxieties. It works with stress. Um, You know, the more that you're stressing about something, the more that you turn it into a mountain. Um, If you have anxiety disorders, the more that you focus on it, the more that you start to feel like you can't breathe and whatever. But if you redirect your attention Um, your mind can't do both at one time. It can't focus on the health and and talk to somebody about their children very well. Um, It can't, you know, focus on the anxiety and how horrible that's going to be and uh, really get into a book or a movie that you're watching at the same time. It doesn't work. It it can't do both at the same time. So that is the good thing. So that was a good call to take. And so what we did was we talked about how limited vision causes people to focus so hard on an outcome that they miss opportunity. And the opportunity tends to come in disguise. You know, it comes in a way, just like I was talking about with the sci-fi writer that I just picked up. It came in a whole different area that I didn't even know about, and it's this amazing opportunity. So you want to be more open to saying yes. And um, that was Debbie's thing. You had a yes mantra this week. Uh, you want to be more open to saying yes, and and that allows you to, instead of going no, no, no to everything that comes your way, you want to be like, yeah, let's see how that works out. Yeah, let's see, I'm sort of open to doing that. Or, yeah, you want to be more open to seeing opportunity, and by saying yes, you're open to seeing opportunity. now. You had brought up a good point because you don't want to say yes to everything in a way that causes you stress because now you have too much to do. So how you had talked about that the other day is you,
1: you're you very aware
0: of um, not saying yes to a point of, you know, when to start pulling back and saying no. Do you know what I'm talking about? Right. And like, like that, if we have people running around saying yes to everything, then some of those <laughs> people don't, you know. So, can, can you, you want to talk a little bit more of that? Yes, it it was uh, it was amazing. And that yes, energy started when I realized in order for anything to happen, I needed to take action. So mm-hmm. I went out, I stepped up, I put myself out there, and more and more opportunities came along. And I found that the more I was saying yes, the more you know, of course, the better I felt. And yes. Fear came into some of the things, such as you know doing our little our little, our little two minute TED talk for the first time that I mean I was so scared I thought i I, I thought the whole audience could hear my heart beating <laughs> but but it was it felt so good you have to move past that fear when you say yes to those big opportunities and then, as you and I were talking, you don't need to say yes to every single thing, and that's when we use our intuition. That's when I used my intuition like, okay, this does not feel good for me or to me, so I'm going to, uh, you know, thank that person for thinking of me for this particular uh, opportunity and, you know, and, and uh, bow out. So whatever, right. whatever it may be. But that's when, you know, our intuition fully comes into play and will guide right. us, and let us- No. but you noticed it seems like you noticed too though you had a lot of when you realized to say yes more instead of no i don't think i can do it um because of fear or anxieties or whatever the case may be the more that you said yes the more that like what i'm saying is most of those opportunities were yesable opportunities. They weren't like, ooh, this mm-hmm. doesn't feel right. The more that you said yes, it seemed like the more yes opportunities came your way that you wanted to say yes to. It wasn't like you had a, even a 50-50 of, here's 100% opportunities, 50 of them you're going to want to say yes to, and 50 no to. It wasn't like that. It seemed like the scale was way more in the favor of, here's 10 opportunities, and you're probably going to enjoy nine of them.
1: Right, yeah, absolutely,
0: really well, to where they were giving you a lot of opportunities that you wish to say yes to, correct, mhm, exactly, yeah. and it just it just kept propelling me forward, right, and yeah, just by that yes energy and it was like it was like the universe was going great here here's your next one (laughs) you know right keep going and if going and and did you find did you find because i found this interesting in my own journey did you find that one of the things i tend to do of course is as i don't know you know whoever knows me out there but i tend to like overload my plate a little bit (laughs) just a little um i think i have a platter everybody else has a plate i have a platter Um, And so I will tend to be like, oh, sure, I'll do that. Oh, sure, I'll do that. And I'll be like, oh, my God, how am I going to do all this stuff, you know, because you're still a wife Mm -hmm. and a mother and all these things. But the funny thing is when I allowed this opportunity of, hey, I'm going to check out another vision for my publishing company because this person – Because I kept thinking to myself, how did this sci-fi writer find me? Like, this is really odd, and it deserves my intention to at least check into it a little bit more. Then I got into it, and I realized, oh, my gosh, this person's amazing. Not only do they have one series, but he told me he had another series. So I got into both of the series, and then I realized there was even more of an opportunity. I started to panic. I started to panic Mm -hmm. because I thought, oh, my God, how am I going to do these readings? and my radio show, and my blog, and write, and be a publishing company. I'm like one person. Like, how does this happen? But I reached out, and lo and behold, I have this cousin with apparently superhuman powers of reading. I'm telling you, this woman (laughs) is amazing. I'm not even kidding you. She finished each of the novels 300 pages in 24 hours. Not only wow. she, not only did she read it to her woman 24 hours, she had an in my email box the next day, here's the grammatical errors I found, and here's where I think the story just needs to be touched on a little bit, more like a whole summary. I'm like, good Lord, woman, how have you never worked in the book industry before? This is amazing. And so um, I panicked for a minute before I found her, and what I did personally was I thought, oh, my god. I have this opportunity. I don't want to pass it up. And then I can feel myself getting anxious because I thought, how am I going to do all this stuff? And I thought, okay, square one, what would make this easier? What would make this easier? What would allow this to really develop into an amazing thing without causing me so much stress? I thought, well, if I could have somebody filter through this stuff for me and give me a summary type of thing, lo and behold, without even asking her. Well, I called her and asked her, you like to read, don't you? And she's like, yeah. I had no idea the, the extent of her um, abilities by any means. Never asked her for a summary, but I said, hey, can you check out this book for me and just tell me, do you think it's worth, worth uh, me picking up? And so... Um, oh, sure, no problem, and then she did that and had the summary to me in the next day, and I'm like, this is crazy, and he had told me he had another book, so I'm like, okay, um, just so happens he has another. Do you want to check that one out for me? And she's like, absolutely, and I'm thinking, this is amazing. So um, the thing, the whole thing unfolded in a way that she's like, this is so cool. I can't believe that I can read these novels and be a determining factor if they get published or not, and give my input. She's like, this is my dream. I love it. I love it, love it. I read for fun anyways. I can't even believe it. So now it's it's beginning to unfold in a way that is just absolutely incredible. Isn't that amazing? It's absolutely amazing that the way that it's unfolded has been everybody's excited. The author's so excited. Um, you know, I'm excited to get in something new. She's excited to help just because she purely loves to read and her skills are unbelievable. So it's unfolded in a way that um, I was saying yes. And when I got to the point where I was getting a little bit overwhelmed, I thought, how can I make this easier? And lo and behold, she pops into my head. Well, those types of things, as you guys all know, they don't just happen by coincidence. Once you get your intuition going and somebody pops into your head, there's reason for it. And so it, I, I walked right into the allowing and now we're just on this river of this amazing stuff happening. Same thing with you, yet I did the same thing as you. At first, I ignored it. And to think, right. I think back and just go, okay, first of all, I can't believe how amazing this is, but second of all, I could have ignored that email. Like, I could have just completely read the email and never even opened it. I it, it, that just makes me go wow. I could have just mm-hmm. totally missed that opportunity, and it was just handpicked and plopped in my lap. It's it's amazing. So it is amazing. And and what I've learned too is it's happening because you are in joy. You are it's you know for your highest good. And look what you're doing. It's like it's rippling out and helping so many people already. Yeah, it's definitely rippling out, for sure. -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. And that that was, yeah, that was the big, big lesson for me is nothing was going to happen while I'm sitting here in my studio behind my computer. I have to take action. I have to take action, whether it's opening an email or getting out or stepping up to, you know, volunteer or, or just answering the phone and following through with that. You absolutely must take action. Right. You absolutely must take action. And what holds a lot of people back is fear. Yeah. Um, The fear of doing this, the fear of doing that. So some of the callers that we had on here today, you know, don't, don't necessarily sit back and wait for the law of attraction to come in your exact painted picture. Um, you know, uh, just move forward in that direction anyways and just be open to saying yes more, being open to getting the flow of allowing. And don't be so resistant to other people's ideas or other ideas that come into your email box like mine. Right, right.
1: And, and
0: and, and, yeah. yeah it's that inner critic too sometimes for that stuff ourselves and also it's the outer critics it's the people you know you're going to do what and if we listen to all of that we it we can't move forward but if we have that support team or the people you know say yes i believe in you then you can move forward and uh they feel sometimes it sometimes they feel lonely on their journey
1: um, right they're
0: going through but you know a you can out you can reach out oh, to other yeah. people. You can find there's always people that are um, usually, almost always people that will that will be friends, friends of friends, friends of family. It, reach out to all those people. When I became a writer and and I wanted my material to not just be out there for people, but I wanted to be successful at my writing for me, for myself personally, for Jennifer. Um, what I did was I started reaching out to successful fellow authors. And I started saying, you know, I want to be successful at this. What advice do you have for me? Or is there something that you've learned that is valuable that I should know? And you would not believe. I didn't know these people. These people are strangers to me. You would not believe how many people wrote me back really extensive emails on absolutely here's what I learned that, that helped me the most, here's the things that you might want to forget about, Here's um, what worked for me. It, it was amazing the support I got by reaching out to people I don't even know. That's one thing I would highly, highly suggest. If you're looking at getting into a new field, even if it's a paid field and you're not self-employed, if you're looking into getting into a new field and you're kind of hesitant or unsure, um, email. Email people. They will almost always email you back. They will, People love to help other people for the most they part do. This gracious human nature, and if you're looking at doing, yes, even some like um, when I opened the publishing company, I was way on the fence about that. But so many people were wanting my help, and I wasn't quite completely sure of if it was time to take that on. So what I did is I emailed somebody in the publishing industry field that I figured I would be similar to, and instead of us two giving each other as competition. She sent me a whole giant email filled with, oh, my gosh, it's amazing. I love it. Um, I do work a lot of hours. And then she went into, here's issues you want to try to avoid. It took me a whole year to realize that I wanted to avoid these types of issues. So I'm going to, you know, here up front, avoid this. Um, Here's some amazing areas. Here's what you want to look for. Um, it's a lot of work, it's up to you, but I, I don't have any regrets. It was a huge email. It was a really a confidence booster to hear her. And I know I could reach out to her at any point in time. And because I read that email, I went ahead and went forward with it. And I just let it sort of sit there until the timing was right, which is when I got my email box. So, um, you know, reach out to people if they're not, because I don't know anybody else on a publishing company. And truthfully, personally, I don't know a lot of other authors i mean that are in my close circle of friends and family, so I reached mm-hmm. out to ones that i didn't know you You don't have to have them in your very inner circle, but they can become your inner circle just by reaching out right so, it's absolutely- and there's really there's so much if anybody is listening to really really understand you have support. You have support, whether in your family, in your circle, in your home, your friends, online. There are so many wonderful communities online that you can just reach out to. Just Google whatever it is that next step that you're wanting to take. There's there's support groups. There's all kinds of wonderful things online. You have support here, right here on the show with Jennifer and myself. And know that, too, you are deserving of the support that you receive—that's that also sometimes oh, people. One of the things I also want to point out too is I think that people are under the impression that other people all have other gifts that they don't have, and so it's interesting. So they view other people as different than them somehow. And so it, and what you realize when you reach out to successful authors and successful publishing companies and successful people doing other things—most people are all like you. It's the image that they've presented or the image perspective that people see them in that makes them different. Really, truly, truthfully, as a human being, as a spiritual being, they're the same as you, and it's weird. That's why celebrities always say, I don't know why people view me as different. I'm just me. And I know as a non-celebrity for people, that's like, well, that's just weird because you're not. You're, you're a celebrity. But it's true. It's, it's true that everybody is the same. So don't view people as different than you. It's kind of like um, right before we wrapped up here, I, again, I don't know why I always talk about Gordon Ramsay, but he. Oh, I'm always watching his shows. I don't know why. But I noticed the other day because I was thinking I I get fascinated by people who are entrepreneurs, and so mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by the fact that he didn't just do Hell's Kitchen, but then he opened MasterChef and now Hotel Hell. And so I was watching Hotel Hell just because I was I was interested in seeing how they're branding his whole name and his whole being, and that's really one of the things I I'm very interested in because I find that interesting. And so I was watching it, and I thought, you know, he goes in and he does this amazing job on Hotel Hell. And I thought, well, how does he do all this stuff? Like, this guy is a freak of nature that he can go in there. And then I realized, are you kidding? He's the front guy of Hotel Hell. I'm sure that there is a whole line of consultants that come Mm -hmm. in, make the rooms exactly how they need to be, a consultants that work in the hotel industry, and he just basically the front person that goes in and picks it apart and he's the delivery. He's the host. And then when I realized that I'm like, I feel kinda I feel kinda like I was just a little bit <laughs> when I realized he's not really going in, no going to put this linens on here, use this color over here. He's not the actual designer. He's the delivery person. I still like him, but I find that I, I I even fell into that trap myself. Realizing that he doesn't actually pick the colors and do the linens and all that when he redesigns, he's just the front person, and so it's all an illusion. It's all an image. So don't make somebody else bigger than who you are or different than who you are in that way. They've just been working at it longer or doing it in a way that they're just, you know, they're not going to take no for an answer. They're going to just make their career that certain way. They're very driven. That's usually the difference is those people are very driven and, and want something very badly, and they're not afraid of failing. And even, again, even with Gordon Ramsay, when he goes in there and he has, like, I think he has the third highest Michelin stars in the world, he has said he failed uh, several times with his restaurant. Failed. And that's how he learned to make them better. And see, people don't ever see that when they look at him. They just see this huge success. But he actually took his failures and turned them into something else. Richard Branson, the same type of thing. He actually, uh, he said one of his teachers when he was in high school said that he was either basically going to end up in jail or be a millionaire. And they had no idea he had dyslexia at the time. And he told me that she seen that with me, but she became a million. That he became a millionaire. So, um, it, you know, it's just interesting how people, how how a lot of very successful people use their failures to overcome and make that drive their passion even more. And they learn from it. They learn from it, and they grow. But so, getting back to wrapping up the show here, we want to make sure that you don't have a limited vision on how things are supposed to work out. Me or Debbie are no different than all of you you all, everybody else. But it happens. We just naturally tend to grasp to that, and then um, then something will happen that'll divert our our attention and go stop having this limited vision. Be more open to there's not just one way your wish is supposed to work out it, it, there's many different ways and ones that you probably have never even thought of that are going to be better than you ever even thought of and because if you if you stay in a limited vision that it keeps you from seeing other opportunities so don't be so no so fast don't no 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 so fast be more open to saying yes say yes more Look for opportunity more. Don't just keep your vision over here. Just look for opportunity of any kind and allow the picture to unfold naturally in a really nice area. You know, when when you say yes, you get into the um, law of allowing more. Don't overdo it to where you can't do it, you know, to where you're just so overwhelmed. But say yes, and, and if you need help, look for help. You know, move towards any opportunity that feels good to you. See where it takes you. Life is an adventure. The law of attraction is an adventure. It is really amazing how it unfolds. Just be open to it happening different than the way that you currently have a vision. Because I want you, again, the closing statement is, you know, realize it's the feeling the vision gives you that you're going for, not the actual vision itself. So, for instance, in mine in particular, it was the feeling of helping other authors, and it was the feeling of being creative. And then it got to the feeling of wanting to get into their genres, fiction and being in other areas. That was the feeling I was going for. The universe knew it sent somebody to my email. So um, had I stuck and been stubborn and and not opened that, I would have been stuck in my own limited vision. I'm so glad I never did that because, to tell you the truth, um, I kind of get a lot of fill of my own nonfiction stuff anyway, so I wanted to diversify and do some different things here and there. Shake it up. Be different. And so do you have anything to add to that, Uh, Gosh, you know what? When we are moving forward also and we're joyous and we're happy, we just become those magnets for attracting more. Just say Absolutely. thank you, and I'm ready for more. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. we become huge magnets. So thank mm-hmm. you for joining us today. Those are some ways that we cannot block the law of attraction. Um, go to Debbie's website, ilovebloombees.com, and check out her stuff. She'll have things on speaking and, and the joy consulting and all of that. If you would like a reading or would like no, to know more about my books, you want to go to hawaiihealings.com. That's Hawaii Healings with an S and you can email me for a reading, or my books are all on there. And so make sure you join us on Facebook and Twitter. we love to have you. Please do. updates on all of our things there. And until next time, we will see you next week on the
1: Jennifer O'Neill Show. Aloha. Take care, everyone. All right. Bye-bye.